Chris Albrecht joins me now from the Racing New South Wales Stewards Panel. Morning, Chris. Morning, Luke. How are you? I'm well, mate. Uh, trust you're well on Australia Day. Uh, this Warwick Farm meeting, what have you spotted? Uh, just a couple to uh, point out this morning. Uh, in the first race, uh, Coriolis uh, was held up um, from the 300 metres until uh, near the 100 metres, where then it was directed uh, to the outside uh, of runners there to um, obtain clear running. Uh, and then the other one is in the Australia Day Cup, uh, Parry Sound. Uh, its last start on the Gold Coast uh, was hampered uh, on entering the home straight uh, and was obliged to shift wider uh, on the track at that stage to uh, obtain clear running. So just the uh, just the two today. Terrific, Chris. So when you guys are compiling those pieces of information for our punters, and they're very important pieces of information too, is that process happening straight after the race? You guys are in there reviewing the tapes and, and making those notes? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and obviously just compiling uh, incidents that obviously under you know occur under each horse and uh, and then obviously entering them into a database where they obviously get stored and uh, and then obviously published to the um, um to the um to the media and all the other outlets that um yeah that are in- interested in those uh, in those reports and you guys would have your whole panel sort of looking at each and every horse in each race um so things aren't missed is that usually how it happens yeah, that's right. Yeah, all eyes on the screen, as we say in the room, so we don't yep. um, miss anything. And, yeah, everyone gets their say and, and point out anything that we have sort of missed and if we need to obviously inquire into it or, or just a matter of uh, reporting it uh, in the stewards' report. Mate, we appreciate it. It's very important information for the punters out there. Have a good day, Chris. Yeah, certainly will do. Thanks, Luke. Good on you, mate. Uh, there's Chris Albrecht joining us for what the stewards saw there, just two dimension at Warwick Farm today. And on Coriolis, I reckon she nearly would have won last start had that run came. Um, she just had no luck there at Canterbury, and uh, I thought her effort was very good. Let's uh, do this Warwick Farm preview now. Brad Gray and Andrew Hurley joining me for a look at the meeting. I'll say good morning to Brad. Firstly, how are you this morning? Good, thank you, Luke. Hello, Hurls, and hello to all the listeners tuning in on this Australia Day public holiday. Uh, yeah, hopefully we can steer the punters into a few winners or two. But just going back to the stewards, how do you reckon you'd go, Luke, as a steward? Oh. You'd obviously have to give up the punt, but... Yeah, I couldn't do that, to be honest. So I, I couldn't, couldn't either. <laughs> I, I couldn't, couldn't either. I don't that. know how they do it, but anyway. Yeah, look, at that. they've got an important job, mate. I mean, uh, that information, uh, that sort of being held up or if a horse has poor post-race recovery or something, that's just vital for a punter. To know that um, it could be, you know, a lameness or anything to a horse runs a bad race, comes out and wins next start. You see, oh, hang on, had poor post-race recovery. You, yeah. You realise that there is an issue there. Absolutely. I know that it's kind of a bit of a cliche, you know, he's thinking the unsung hero and there are plenty of them that don't get the accolade they deserve. But you could probably throw stewards into the same category. Without the stewards, we certainly don't have the product we do. And what about yourself? Uh, would you be in that category? No chance. No. <laughs> I've been punting for too long to give it up now. <laughs> Andrew Hurley, how would you go as a steward? You'd be a nasty steward, Hurley. You'd be spraying everyone. Well, you'd have to do his buttons in. up for starters. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Morning. I, th- I thought you were referring to unsung heroes and myself, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I couldn't do it. They do, they do a fantastic job. There's no two ways about it. The integrity of racing's uh, are paramount, and the stewards are, uh, are you know, crucial to that. But... Um, yeah, no, no for me. I've yeah, been punting for 30-odd years. It's not going to stop now. Do you know what, boys? I'll, I'll throw us all in as unsung heroes today. We're here. Yeah, grinding. We're grinding away on a public Ooh. holiday. Um, so, you know what? I'll throw all three of us in on our behalf. How does that sound? <laughs> well, I won't be able to Generous. have a stray day beer till about 6 o'clock tonight. So I'm on the tools all day. So there you go. 
Looking forward to it, mate. Uh, let's mm. get into this meeting, boys. Uh, first race is a good maiden over 1,100 metres. Field of eight to run here, Hills. Yeah, Fangoria comes out, two cents the winner deduction. Charlatan up the tops, 4.40 to 4.60 this morning. 11 to 12 for Smart Legend. Bindi's Choice, 31, no change. Uh, Coriolis is a 3.60 chance in from 3.80. Now, 2.60 outlawed's the favourite. I'll come back to it in a moment. Sneak Cat, 19 to 21, and 5.50 for So, so Audacious. We were riding bets thick and fast yesterday afternoon. Uh, we took 2,000 at 380 on Outlawed, 1,000 at 380, 1,000 at 290, another 1,100 at 280. So they were pouring into it uh, yesterday. It's just holding its line this morning at 260, albeit you know, markets ain't been open for around about 40 minutes. But yeah, they were pretty keen to get involved with Outlawed early yesterday. Speed in the race. I've got Snipcat taking up the, the front here. So audacious. I think she's got enough speed. At least she showed in a barrier trials uh, to suggest that she can use the inside gate. And the horse I've got a big question mark around is Outlawed. Is she going to have the speed here, 1,100 metres, to put herself right there? I'm thinking yes, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if she's ridden the other way and, and a touch more conservatively. So it's the one that probably holds the, the key to the speed map. Now, numbers-wise, I am with Outlawed, but with some trepidation in the context of the price. So I've gone six, one, eight, and four. Now six outlawed, in the back of my mind, is the fact that she was down to resume at Canterbury over the 1,250 metres last Friday. Obviously she was a late scratching there, a little float mishap. So back to 1,100 metres, I can't imagine that's ideal, but we know that John O'Shea and the team have got a good opinion of her. She was fantastic on debut at Hawkesbury, finishing second, a dashing legend, who of course came out and won her subsequent start in town. It's a race that has produced four subsequent winners, and she beat third easily. So I think you'll be doing well to follow, to follow her. Just in the context of the price, I'm a little bit nervous. I do think we'll get better than the $2.60. May work closer to $3 come jump. One, Charlatan. I feel kind of cruel putting him for second again, uh, because he's, he's got a picket fence of seconds next to his name at the moment. Four in a row. Some of those, no fault of his own, uh, including last start. He was just left in front there as a $1.35 favourite. I don't think that's his go. Uh, he just got picked off late. So he can play stalker today. That's probably, I uh, can see him bounce back. Eight, so audacious. No knock on this filly. Uh, she looks a likely type, doesn't she, for, for David Pfeiffer. Lovely trials. Uh, she uses the barrier, just parks in behind. There's every chance that she makes a winning debut. And Coriolis, I think he, uh, or she's better suited getting back to a more firmer surface. But despite that, she was quite good at Canterbury last start. And... As you've said a few times, Luke, probably a little bit unlucky not to win that race three weeks ago. She's well-placed to atone for that. And the one that's out of the market that I could probably have something on here is Snitcat. $21, catch me if you can, uh, off a forgive there in the Magic Million. So a tricky little race to start, but I've gone six, one, eight, and four. Yeah, good start to the day. Yeah, very competitive maiden. Race number two is over 1,400 metres. Another maiden here. What are they backing, Andrew? Race two, yeah, Hells, 1,400. He's on the beers already. Ah, well, you know what? Uh, the, old, the old mute button, sorry. Ah, you got him. Uh, got him, yes. <laughs> Apollo Josh comes out, uh, zero deduction, nine by 10, Mesodon. Air Bentley, one cent the win, zero the place. Doako, two cents the win. All right, leaves us with uh, Bamira at the top here, number two. It's $8 to $9. Brett Preble takes the right. Battalion, 34 to 41. $6, no change, Mr. Wallace. Gargo, 480 into three cents. 
seventy been very popular this morning. The Englishman's four twenty to four forty, fifteen to sixteen, Lady Percival's, uh the Venelope is an eight dollar chance out from seven. Now four forty to four sixty wild calm and Zakaya down the bottom seventeen to nineteen. Yesterday, wild calm very popular. Took a bet at around about eleven o'clock at fifteen hundred at four eighty. They went up seven fifty, but this morning it's definitely number eight Gargo. Yeah, another competitive race here. A number of different ways you can go. I've got Mr. Wallace leading. Uh, Bamira won't be far away. Barry from that inside gate. You've got the Englishman coming across from the wide draw. And yeah, I think Lady Percival's maybe can take advantage of that low gate here and just park in behind the speed. I know she can be half tardy away, but I imagine that's plan A for Josh Parr. So I've gone 11, 10, 5 and 12. Venelope, uh, she was sensational on debut. Now I know she, she went around at $31, but... That was at Gosford, and she really charged to the line. Uh, she looks beautifully placed, 1,400 metres. Off that, 1,400 metres at Warwick Farm, you can cover a little bit of ground in the run. So I wouldn't expect uh, Brenton Abdullah to get too far back here, despite the wide draw and what we saw from her on debut. Now, if you like that form reference, you have to make a case for Lady Percival's. I think she's the one that the market may have overlooked to some extent. She hasn't had a lot of luck this preparation. She was blocked for a run first up at Scone. Last start at Gosford, she was flushed off the track and wedged in between those. Uh, was that run alongside Venelope where she was only beaten half a length. So keen to see her uh, out in trip now. Maps nicely, and if she can jump on terms, yeah, she can put herself right there. Five, Mr. Wallace. He's going to take advantage of a potential lack of speed here. Bounce out, put himself there. He comes off a fourth of the Magic Millions maiden last start. That's generally a race that provides a stack of subsequent winners. And I don't know what to do with Wild Calm here. So I thought she got a pass mark uh, through that Magic Millions maiden. I know she didn't have a lot of luck in the straight, but she was her own worst enemy. She was 44 weeks between runs. She missed the kick, got into a very awkward position there from barrier one. Blinkers first time, straight out to 1,400 metres. We know that she showed plenty as a two-year-old, uh, and if she can put it all together, maybe she blows them away, but you're kind of taking a, a leap of faith there. 11, <laughs> 10, 5, and 12. Race three at Warwick Farm is over 1,600 metres, a benchmark 64. Hurls, take that phone off mute and give us the market. Yeah, I'm all ready to roll. Uh, up the top here, we'll, we'll go through the deductions once again. Uh, we've got 14 by 13 for Piaris. Uh, Wild Irish Rover went round yesterday, 4 by 5 at Gossip. It was disappointing. I think you, uh, did you tip that yesterday, Luke? You were calling yesterday at Gossip, weren't you? Which horse, mate? Wild Irish Rover. Did go round no, yesterday? I didn't, I didn't tip him. I, he did go round. He, yeah. uh, the ambulance got him at the 200. Yeah, yeah, stopped as if shot. Uh, Pink Baroque, a 7 by 8. Uh, Summer in Siam is a $10 chance. Opened up at that quote this morning. No change. Susan Boy, similar, $11. $4.60, glowing gold. $5, Osbred Rising Sun. $9, Watch the Clock. 17 last hand. And gleefully, at two twenty-five. We've barely written a bean this morning on this race. We did take... Uh, we actually went up. Uh, or even pre-deductions, uh, 380 for Gleefully. Took a thousand dollars yesterday afternoon on it, but it retains favouritism this morning, albeit not much activity at this stage. Yeah, I can't find a lot of speed here. It makes it a, a trappy little race in terms of attacking it with any great confidence. So I've got Zeus and Boy leading, but he wasn't the quickest into stride last start at Kemble Grange and found himself out the back. And his runs prior to that, he put himself right on top of the speed. So without any of other obvious leaders, I've got him by default. Uh, maybe Glowing Gold can come across. I think she's pretty versatile. Last Hand can, can use the gate and, and just punch up in behind the speed. So I'm going with the horse here with the most X factor. Now, I do concede he's going to 
see all of these turning for home, but it's only a small field, so you should only be spotting them, what, a couple of lengths head start, and that's Osbred Rising Sun, 6, 8, 4, and 10. Now, he was fantastic on debut, wasn't he? So he came from last there. That was at Newcastle. Ran down Edric Award, big win. The runner-up subsequently bolted in, so that form has been frank. Now, six weeks between runs, straight out to the mile. I guess that raises a little question mark, uh, but he's been back to the trial since, and he was given a pretty easy time there. So market. Might be our best guide, uh, but he could be a, a potentially a pretty smart horse for Brad Whittup. Eight, watch the clock for Ron Quinton. Uh, keen to see this galloper getting out to the 1600 metres for the first time. What is evident watching his replays most recently is that he takes a bit of work to click through his gears. So he gives the impression that he'll relish 1600 metres. Glowing gold, hard to knock. Uh, took a while to, to knock off that elusive maiden victory, but she's gone bang, bang, bang since as she works her way through the grades. And... As I say, I think she can take advantage of a lack of speed here and put herself right there. And gleefully, the only knockabout on her is the price. I think she was flattered by a brilliant ride there last start uh, by Jeff Penzer at Wyong, just riding with momentum while the odds-on favourite was pocketed. So the two-length margin might be a touch flattering, uh, but she's obviously doing a fantastic job still in her first campaign. Six, eight, four, and ten. All right, uh, let's get to the next and uh, get the thoughts of Brad Gray and Andrew Hurley. will run through the market. Hells, um, what's the betting been like on this race? Well, they've got eyes for one and one only here, and that is the favourite, Junquira, $1.65 now. Uh, a couple of punters got on yesterday, 2600 at 215 at around about 5 o'clock when I left the office yesterday. We, we was at $1.95, and we took about two, uh, 2000 at that quote. $1.65 now, very short. Game theory comes out, three by two, and Damas Prince, zero deduction. The big easy is a $13 chance, five fifty to $6 walk and talk, and 23 for not another rebe. Shadow Devil, $8.19. Sprito, 19 also I've been trying. Bitcoin Baby, 12 to 13 18 to 19 at Atlantic Ocean and Junquira, as I said, one eighty into a dollar sixty-five. They are absolutely buttering up on it. They have been since the market opened. Very popular in multis, also. Now, this is race uh, number four, and today at Warwick Farm and Sandown, uh, races one to four. If you place a win bet using your tab account, your first fixed odds win bet, you'll get a bonus bet back up to fifty dollars if you run second or third. But it's all about the favourite here. Yeah, she's getting skinny, isn't she? But she's hard to knock. She's going to land right there on top of the speed. <clears throat> we saw from her at the Gold Coast last start that just showed a bit more tractability than she did first up, and that was pretty much the difference. So Esperito, I think, comes across and leads. Walking and talking won't be too far away. Not another ruby. Uh, can take advantage of a good gate today and, and probably just being that little bit fitter second up. And you'd like to think that John Quira can just settle in behind the speed, if not outside the lead, and get a chance to do what she did at the Gold Coast last start. She's a, a talented filly. She's working through the grades. Obviously, the market hasn't missed her. You don't need me to say why she's hard enough to beat. But even going back to that Gold Coast effort, there was two and a half lengths. Back to second, uh, the runner-up has since won himself, and there was six lengths back to third. So looks to have the talent and the scope to win this and justify the short price. Two, walking and talking. I've been guilty guilty of constantly underestimating this horse, and I think a lot of people have, given his last two wins, have been $11 and $10. He backed that up with a, a good second to Ringmaster last start. There's good depth to that. We've seen Ringmaster come out and win a Saturday-class race, so he can only run well, and if Junquira stubs her toe, he's going to be there to take advantage. Five, Shadow Devil. Outside of the favourite, he's the most interesting runner uh, in, the, in the race. So he returns a gelding eight weeks off. He started $2.50 and a very firm $2.50 favourite on the Kenzo the last time we saw him at the races. And that was 
uh, despite Gundy Bridge being in the race. So he's always had a bit of a wrap on him. He'll be hoping that the track continues to dry out. I think he's more dynamic on top of the ground and won the big easy, the class runner in the race, 62.5 kilos. So the handicap hasn't missed him, but he did lump that uh, last start and he seemed to handle it okay. So 10, 2, 5 and 1. All right, uh, that's Junquira. She looks pretty good, though, doesn't she, Brad? I know that we, we don't frame the markets, but I'll tell you no. what, uh, she's going on to better stuff, I reckon. She is. It's just whether you want to take $1.65 now, isn't it? That's the question mark. Um, I, I think she should be, should be a little bit longer than that. I think $1.80, $1.90 was more a fair reflection. So maybe a slight overreaction. I was interested to hear John O'Shea throughout the week. He made an excellent point in that the way the Gold Coast played at that meeting, she was probably a touch flattered. So... He's trying to keep a level head in terms of where she might get to. But, yeah, it's a big shout to say that she won't be you know, winning better races than this. She's actually holding more solely than a number of races today collectively, if that makes sense. That's how yeah, much money has go. gone on. Yeah, I'm just having another look at the figures this morning. As I said, it's been trimmed in. And, you know, what's a 20 past eight? And they've butted up significantly already. We'll take a break, guys. Come back with the Quaddy Legs. Other side of this, we're previewing Warwick Farm today. For all the best in racing and the latest in sport, this is Sky Sports Radio. Coming to you via Bellingen, 87.6 FM. Ningen, 99 FM. Lake Cargelico, 87.6 FM. And Mara 103.7 FM. Mum, when you think about Aussie summer, what do you think of first? Rain. No, Mum. It's big, noisy and right in front of you. Oh, you mean you? No, Mum. The Bingley Summer Sale. It's on now, store-wide. Yes, with special deals for back to school and back to uni. And back to work. Now you should get back to work. I have to do some summer-related activities to get into the zone. No, you don't. The Bingley Summer Sale. This week only. Bingley. Better living every day. It's a big week of harness racing at Juni from Tuesday night, January 24, with the Pacers Cup party Saturday night, January 28. Party night is sure to be a fun family night out with on-course entertainment galore, including live music from Nathan Lamont and Jumping Castle for the Kids, as well as plenty of bars, food and tap facilities, plus the mini trotters in action and mechanical bull riding. Follow the Juni Harness Racing Club on Facebook for updates. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe, first time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Mum, when you think about Aussie summer, what do you think of first? Rain. No, Mum. It's big, noisy and right in front of you. Oh, you mean you? No, Mum. The Bingley Summer Sale. It's on now, store-wide. Yes, with special deals for back to school and back to uni. And back to work. Now you should get back to work. I have to do some summer-related activities to get into the zone. No, you don't. The Bingley Summer Sale. This week only. Bingley. Better living every day. Racing HQ, brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help, 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the program, Sky Sports Radio. This is the Warwick Farm Preview. It's 8.22 if you're listening in Sydney. Good morning to you. 
Let's uh, get back into this meeting and uh, have a look at the remainder of the card. We've just spoken about Jung Quira in that fourth race and uh, how she'll be very hard to beat. She's pretty short at $1.65. But, Hurls, we move on to race number five at Warwick Farm. It's a 1,400-metre benchmark, 72. Talk us through the market. Yeah, it's a competitive betting affair here, race number uh, five on the card. Now, a couple of scratchings here. Watergo comes out, uh, four cents the win, four cents the place, zero four catapult. Now, Solon Agenda went up $14 when the market first opened, and it was off the back of money, the firm. It's $6 this morning. It was $9 yesterday afternoon. $6, no change. Father's Day, $23. $11, Kobe Rocks. Regal Pomp, uh, $5.50, no change. Bon Vivant, $15. $10, Kabling, although it opened at $7.50 when the market first went up. Mission Value, $7. $6.50, Sea Lion went up $7.50. Our favourite is Cadet Ship. It's $3.80, seventy. One so sneaky and Rasmund at $26. Not a lot of activity this morning, but if I was to uh, give you the lead up as far as dollars invested today, it'd actually be for Bon Vivant, although, as I said, not overly busy this morning. But since the market opened, it has been silent agenda. Yeah, good speed in this race, guys. Regal Pom, I think, holds a spot. Kobe Rocks, same can be said for... For that galloper, and then you've got the likes of Sea Lion coming across, Kabling, and Mission Value. Uh, as we know, 1,400 metres, Warwick Farm, general no disadvantage to cover a bit of ground, so I imagine that prompts a few jockeys to just roll the dice and, and try and find a spot here. Now, I'm going with the class runner, Silent Agenda. I think he's been sneaky flying this time back. He's three runs back of all, had really good merit. Uh, first up, second up over the sprint trips, he savaged the line. Then he held his, his own there in a... A race at Rose Hill that has subsequently produced the Carrington Stakes Quinella. Cuban Royale finished behind him and Vernelli was up top. So ideally, he'd probably tackle a mile now. I think he's looking for that journey. But back to benchmark 72 grade, another trade-off there is the 60.5 kilos. I think he is a big shout and just camps in behind the speed and, and gets his chance to get back into the winner's storm. For Regal Pom, uh, he's been racing fantastic himself. He's had excuses at his past two starts, uh, Ranwick first start probably should have won with 62 kilos on his back, just interrupted in what was a busy finish. And then he went to Rose Hill and, and chased what was a hot speed set up for the closers with Hokkaido coming from last and, and getting the better of him. He was only beaten a length. That tops him off beautifully. Third up, no excuses, lovely gate. If he doesn't leave, he just camps in behind the speed. Seven mission value. A lot to like about the way he's returned. Uh, so he came through that, that same race as Regal Pom first up. Uh, he got the better of him. And then he went to Warwick Farm and Match Motors with Think About It, who's a firm favourite there on Saturday for Joe Pride, and as we know, a pretty handy galloper going forward. So that looks at a strong reference for this. 1,400 metres looks to suit, and 10 cadet ship, the best of the rest. The only knock there is the price. I think he's well found, but it is a likeable setup for him nonetheless. 1, 4, 7, and 10. All right, 1, 4, 7, and 10 from Brad there. Race number six at Warwick Farm, 1,000 metres, benchmark 72. Two scratchings, one the Big Easy, and nine Illusionist. Got that mute on again, Hills. No, I'm here. 11 by 10, <laughs> the deduction for Big Easy. Illusionist 5 by 6. Well, you don't want to hear the dog barking the whole time. Sorry. I know that. I know we're punishing, mate, but, uh, you know, they've got no one else. It's a public holiday. Maybe we should, maybe we should hand the listeners the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got the option. They can just turn it right me. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So from the top, uh, Bakuhatsu at 31 $11 never second. Party for one, $11. $23 River to Soul. We've got Zane's Girl, 14 out from 12 this morning. Blow Dart, $7. 
17 to 19 for Boot Scooter. $11 in from 15 Reader May, and it went up $23 when the market first opened, and 23 to 15 also for Unwritten. Nikki Song, 15 to 16. Petulant, uh, 330 to 320, went up $5, and Silvanito is a $5 chance. Not a lot of change this morning in terms of uh, dollars held since the market opened. Clearly Petulant in front of Blow Dart, and yet Unwritten. Yeah, we've written some bets on it. Uh, in fact, it actually holds more money today than any other runner, albeit not huge dollars. But yeah, since the market went open, it's the third best backed runner. Good speed here, all from the wide draws. So Nikki Song comes across with Petulant and Rita May, who we know is a, a pretty fast galloper herself. Uh, so I think it sets it up maybe for something just to stalk the speed and get last shot. So I'm pretty confident that Silvanito is here to run a big race, 14-13. 10 and 3. He's a horse that's really caught my eye in his barrier trials. Uh, I know in the first of those he ran 9th of 9th. That was behind Spacewalk, but he was really coasting through the line. The same can be said for his Warwick Farm trial thereafter uh, behind Aft Cabin. So we know that's a pretty handy form reference, and I reckon if Sam Clipperton just breathed on him there in the straight, he would have just gone straight past them. So resumes a gelding. He did show bits and pieces of form in his first couple of campaigns, knocked off his maiden at the back end of last prep. I think a drying surface might suit and a thousand metres, I think he'll just be called up and, and ready to pounce late. 13 Petulant, it probably comes down to how much work she's forced to do to get across here, but she's a pretty fast filly or a pretty fast mare now. Fantastic record, uh, eight starts, two wins and, and five minors. So she's rarely far away and she looked particularly sharp herself in a Rose Hill trial win uh, where she put the afterburners on and, and beat North Star Lass. 10 Rita May, I can see why there's been a little bit of support for her. Now, she was stretched out to 13 and 1,200 metres at the back end of last campaign in Midway Company. I don't think that necessarily suits. You look at her record, she's yet to win beyond 1,000 metres. Uh, she comes to hand quickly. Her first up record tells you that. She's a great 1,000 metre horse. Her record also tells you that. So I think back to this journey, she can find her form again. And three, never second. Really consistent. Comes to hand quickly herself. Great trials and... She'll run to her mark, uh, which puts us somewhere thereabouts. 14, 13, 10, and 3. Okay, uh, let's get to the next now, and uh, we move on to race number 7. And this is the feature, the Australia Day Cup. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get Brad's thoughts and the market from Andrew Hurley on the feature. Hunter's Postmortem with Dave Stanley. Richie, you had Sunshine Rising. You've got it later as a horse to follow. Richard Callender. Oh, I don't think anyone missed it. It looked big in condition. I saw him in the yard. Lovely looking animal for a nine-year-old. And um, I thought he was terrific. Ron Duffersey. But he was regarded in a very strong year as being in the top eight horses in Hong Kong. We've got to respect him going forward. Hunter's Postmortem. Monday, 9am, Racing HQ. Today's action might be limitless, but you don't have to be. Set a deposit limit on the Tab app today using our responsible gambling tools. Tab is committed to responsible gambling and asks you to consider locking in your limit today. Find more tools and resources at responsiblegambling.tab.com.au forward slash tab assist. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1800 858 858. New year means new gear. Get into Totally Workwear Bridalmere for our back-to-work sale. Store-wide discounts on the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue. And what about our big FXD offer? Spend $300 on FXD gear and receive a free FXD sweat towel while stocks last. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. 
Open seven days until 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Bridal Beer, 279 Victoria Road. Back to work sale now on. Since the start of 2016, Inglis Classic graduates have won races such as the Everest, Melbourne Cup, Golden Slipper, Blue Diamond, Randwick Dinnies and Lightning Stakes. The 2023 Classic Catalogue available now at inglis.com.au. Sale at Riverside, February 12 to 14. Hello, Frank Walker from National Tire. Frank, you've been advertising on radio for over 25 years now. Yep, radio has built the National Tiles brand. Why has it been so effective? Well, radio builds trust. They trust our brand. It's helped make us the largest family-owned tile company in Australia. Your lifetime guarantee. Frank, you had me at hello. <laughs> That's the power of radio, Grace. Discover the unlimited ways radio can build trust in your brand at commercialradio.com.au. Radio Unlimited. Wherever you are in New South Wales, Sky Sports Radio's there too. On Braidwood, 87.6 FM. Maruya, 98.5 FM. Parks, 99.9 FM. And Jindabyne, 102.7 FM. Racing HQ, brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1800 858 858. Welcome back to the program. This is Sky Sports Radio Racing HQ previewing Warwick Farm. We're up to the feature race on the program. It is the Australia Day Cup, won last year by Car Fever, 2,400 metres. Hurls, what's the market say? All right, mate, Bo Khan is the only scratching here. Three by two, the deduction. Spirit Ridge, our favourite number one, it's 370. 650, Bonnie Ezra. Grand Slam, 18, went up 23. $7 for Mission Phoenix. Parry Sound, now, went up $14 when the market opened. It's $7 this morning after opening up at 750 this morning. Chalkstream, 14. 71, Just Business. Outlandos thirteen to twelve, nineteen to eighteen Raging Bull, eight fifty military mission, fun fact, a hundred to one, uh, thirty-one for criminal code, Basio Del Miss thirty-one, thirty-one also main stage, and Lady Redwood is at seventy-one dollars. So since the market's opened, Harry Sound has been the best-backed runner. So often we can see uh, firms, but they're not always off the back of money. They sometimes just be market opinion or the scratchings and the pace uh, changes in the race. But I can tell you, Harry Sound is a genuine move off the back of money since the market opened and again this morning. Uh, then we've had a sprinkling of money for horses at, at bigger prices. Basio Del Miss, the favourite Spirit Ridge. But, uh, geez, good luck finding the winner here. This looks a really tough race, Brad. Yeah, good race, isn't it? It's as deep as Australia Day Cup as I can remember. 2,400 metres, good speed and a stack of chances. So I guess we'll start with the map. Now, I think Fun Fact would like to lead, but Barry One I don't think is ideal for him because, as we know, he's not the quickest into stride. He can take a couple of hundred metres to warm up. So there's every chance the likes of Mission Phoenix have already crossed him. Main Stage will come across. Military Mission won't be too far away. And Spirit Ridge, I don't imagine he leads here, but... He won't be far away. So, yeah, I think it'll be a pretty genuinely run 2,400 metres and a a good test at that. So there are a few here with a little question mark in terms of running out a strong 24. So I've gone out of my way to look for those horses. I know we'll get a very strong journey. And I'm left with Parry Sound. So certainly encouraged by the the strong market move. Now, you go back 12 months ago and he started $4 in this race and he ran second. But there was a huge gap back to third and looking at his replay from last start geez what could have gone wrong did go wrong that was at the gold coast he was terrific despite running eighth he just got shuffled back in the run badly inconvenienced there uh, and then still had the audacity to to find the line late so i think he sets up beautifully 2400 meters now and if he can just park midfield 
with Tommy Berry doing the steering. I think he's very hard to beat, as the market is starting to suggest. Two, Bonnie Ezra. He looks to be screaming out for 2,400 metres again. He was back in trip at his past couple, uh, one of those in the Summer Cup and the next in the January Cup. Now, the January Cup does look an obvious form reference for this, and no horse sectionally had a stronger close than him. So that tops him off beautifully getting out to this journey again. Will Mission Phoenix get the trip, 2,400 metres? What we do know is he'll make his own luck and he'll prove very hard to chase down. He's all guts, he's all determination, and no fluke at all that he's won, what, three of his past four this time in. So, yeah, he's fit and flying. And Outlandos, sneaky hope here. If you're having a trifecta first four, throw him in because he's another one that ticks that 2,400-metre box and actually comes through the same Gold Coast race as Parry Sound last time out. He had clear air, uh, but he was really fine in the line. So 2,400 metres right up his alley. Five, two, four, and nine in the feature. Those are the thoughts of Brad Gray in race number seven there at Warwick Farm. We move along to the last. It's a benchmark 72 over 1,400 metres. And Hurls, 310 favourite, number 12, Ponka. Yeah, I'll go through the deductions first. Uh, Good Omens, two by zero. Zero, Mirror Queen. African Daisy, eight by eight. 13 by 12, Powerful Peg. And Mystic Mermaid, Spanish Pearl, zero deduction. Moves us up the top as number three, sensationalism or sensationalization. Uh, 23 to 21, back to 23. 71 to 51 for Sagril. Stellar Performer, 18 to 17, back to 18. Aaron Moore, 550 into 420. 12 to 11, back to 12 is the Lady Luck. 440 to 420, back to 440, Beirut Miss. Ponka, 320 to 310. I'll come back to it. $6 to $5 at Wollombi. We've got Sebring's Rose, 61 to 41, and 126 for Wilshire Boulevard. All right, what is very interesting here is that the money has dried up on Ponca today. But uh, granted, you know, market's been open for an hour and six minutes, but it was very, very popular yesterday. Uh, and today they've turned their attention to Aaron Moore. However, since the market opened, Ponca holds a double the amount of money uh, than Aaron Moore, but it's gone the other way this morning. So it's interesting that there has been sort of toing and froing with those two, but they're clearly the best backed runners in the race. Speed-wise, Beirut Miss comes across the Lady Luck. We know he's got her go. She likes to get herself on speed. Ponka maps to get the, the run of the race. I imagine that's half the reason why she's so popular. And sensationalisation, I think they'd like to be on top of the speed, but coming back to 1,400 metres, and as she's gotten older, she's just uh, lost a little bit of that early zip. So I imagine there will be some intent, but that might leave the Lady Luck to get her chance. And I'm wondering what I've missed here, given she's going around at $12. I think she's going to get every possible chance potentially dictating this race. Now, she was beaten fair and square there last start over the same track and trip three weeks ago, but that was by Banana Queen, and she was only beaten a length and a half, and we know that Banana Queen has come out and won pretty convincingly in Saturday company since, so forget her failure prior to that when she was in behind the speed. She's much more at home when she's playing that dictator role, so she's one that'll want this track to be on the better side of soft, but given we're at 5.20 today and we're in for a scorcher there at Warwick Farm. Uh, she should have a dry deck by then. So $12, uh, that'll do me. I think that's that's overs. 12 Ponka, hard enough to beat. I think she's found her price, but she's hard to knock. She's going really well at the moment. Two of her past three have resulted in victories, and she wasn't beaten far by fashion legend in Queensland last start, and that's a form line that just keeps being franked. Uh, the winner went on to take out the Magic Millions three-year-old guineas, won both starts prior to that, and even a maiden form reference uh, prior to that again behind Felix Majestic reads well. So run of the race, hard enough to beat. Eight, Aaron Moore. Was she flooded uh, by a good ride there by Tommy Berry last start? Potentially just riding with momentum, 1,400 metres, Warwick Farm, kind of just 
slung off that home turn while a few were worrying about what what each other were doing towards the inside. It got a little bit messy uh, and she was just in clear running and, and went away with it. She's always been a, a talented mare. It was good to see, get, see her get that elusive second victory away and maybe she can go right on with it from there. And Wallenby, the best of the rest. I don't love the inside gate for her because I think she's better with a bit of clear room, but I did like the way that she hit the line there first up 1,200 metres, which lays a, a nice platform for her to bounce off that second up 1,400. 9, 12, 8 and 13. Brad, were you reading much into them opting for today with Beirut Miss? I know she was an acceptor uh, for Rose Hill as well, but um, it was just interesting. I mean, she she drew a wide gate in this particular race, and they, they still want to run. Um, she drew 8 of 12, uh, would have jumped from 7 on Saturday. So I guess not an ideal draw there either, but uh, to run from the wide draw, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, potentially. Well, I guess Warwick Farm 1400 made his no disadvantage is it, to cover a bit of ground. But yeah, my knock on her was just coming back in journey. So I was actually really keen on her chances last start, and I had a good crack at her over the mile at Canterbury, and she took an eternity to wind up, wind up, and, and just missed at the finish. So whether she's still going to have that turn of foot back to 1400 metres, three week freshen up, um, I've kind of had egg on my face before in questioning what Joe Pride's doing with his horses. So he certainly knows what's best, and maybe they just adopt aggressive tactics, bang her out, put herself right on speed, knowing that she's hard fit and maybe that can overcome that she doesn't really have a turn of foot. I'm hoping that's not the case though, if there's a lady luck, because she's going to obviously need a bit of a soft lead up top. But yeah, baby at risk. Miss, I haven't got in the numbers, but yeah, if you're having a quaddy, uh, maybe you want to go a little bit wider include And uh, True Rail Soft 7, any thoughts on the track today? It's been racing pretty well. Yeah, it has been really well at the moment. So I'd expect a pretty fair surface. I don't think you've been the huge disadvantage uh, to be making your own luck. It's Typically not easy to make that wide sweeping run, but if you can come through them, that's fine. And if it does dry out, probably no disadvantage towards the inside. But if it stays soft, maybe a couple off. What's the Brad Gray best for the program? Best for me, race six, number 14, Silvanito at the $5 quote there for James Cummings. The Godolphin Blue, I think he's going to be really hard to beat. Beautifully placed, as we so often see uh, with the Godolphin operation. Best value comes up. In the last, race eight, number nine, is the Lady Luck at the $12. And I'll throw a quaddy your way as well. So I've gone one, four, seven, and 10 in the first leg. 14, 13 in the second leg. Five, two, four, nine, one in the second leg. That being the Australia Day Cup. And we'll come home with nine, 12, and eight. Have a good day, Brad. Thanks, guys.